0: Chris, what do you think are the chief components of the perfect footy club team song?
1: Distinct. They have to be distinct. Like For the people who don't know what a footy club song sounds like, they sort of fall into a pretty narrow band genre-wise, like mm. they're men heartily singing melodies of yore. So I think being like one step outside of that, having a distinct uh, element, whether it be rhythmic or um, melodic or thematic, ideally all three, having an explicit lyrical component that connects to the energy of what it is for a group to be doing well in a game. Mm, I see. Yeah, so the Tigers one, ha- I would say, has probably the most famous moment, which is, you know, they repeat a melody and then, I mean, it's already really jaunty. Oh, we're from Tiger Lamp boom, 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 the fighting fury, we're from lamp boom, 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 boom. In any weather, you will see us with a grin. Hey. But already, like, when mm. they sing, that, they do the boom, 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 boom. And it's the call and response element. See us with a grin. Hey, risky head and chin. Hey, if we're behind, then never mind. We'll fight and fight and win for away from Tiger lamp I don't know why I'm singing the Tigers one. They, they caused me as a Geelong fan, endless heartbreak recently. But sure. they, But uh, they have a moment at the end where there's a gap and everyone goes, yellow and black. And they, they, like, yell it. And so I think that's a good element, that sort of call and response, but also... Like the yellow and black, you know, they're coming in and they're doing it. It feels like a football fan thing, like at the ground to be yelling something in unison, I don't know. So I think like ones that stand out as bad have descending melodies. They have too many syllables over a beat. And I think the ones that people like the least seem to have a feel of one person singing it rather than a group singing it. Like it's a team sport, so I think it feels, if it's a song that feels at home with people arm in arm in a circle, Belting it out, then I think it's good. But that distinctness
0: is what actually makes it good. Why do you ask, Nick? We, <laughs> I was thinking we could rank songs, but oh. you know, only if that's an interesting one to you. But also, because you know, it's funny because both of us, so much of our lives, are as music makers and people who were like have a, uh, I would say, preoccupation with music, and we've done art, we've done creativity, we've done stuff that might be faffily adjacent to the things, but we haven't done any music related ideas obviously i feel like music is a less fun idea to do because that's one of those ones we don't often do ones where you're like well that's just a categorization of an observable thing whereas i think something like songs is like it's very much an idea it's a conceptual framework within what music is, and it's the one that I'm most obsessed with. I often say to you that I realised at one point, I don't know if I'm into music that much, I'm just fanatically into songs, but I feel like it's in terms of where do songs rate on a list of every idea start to finish? I really don't know. So that'd be fun. But I mean, for you, are there funner or more interesting? Music y style ideas, music adjacent ideas that you can think of doing.
1: Look, this sounds unbelievable, but in the silence, when I was waiting for you to start talking about, uh, you know, whatever, because we don't know, obviously, we don't know what we're going to discuss or rank ahead of we never know. an episode. So we just hit record and then Nick starts talking. I, in my mind, was like, because I normally come in with no ideas, as you know, I'm a no ideas man. And this time I was like, no matter what, I want to rank musical theatre. So that's crazy that we've landed on something, <laughs> that, but, which is in a similar pocket that neither of us have talked about in the podcast before. But let's do songs. Song sounds fantastic.
0: And musical theatre good as well, but I think we should do songs.
1: Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion, the lotion, lotion, Sometimes commotions, sometimes commotion. Hey, wherever you are, thanks so much for listening to us at the Rank Ideas Podcast. It is, as you already know, the greatest podcast in the world because it's hosted by myself, Chris Andrew, and Nick DeLadovic. And uh, what we're doing, if, you, if you're if you some sort of rookie who has no idea what you've fallen into, uh, is we're ranking every human idea on an ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. And today, somewhere along that list, we're going to put the concept of a song. Nick, what's a
0: song? It's a capturing, organising, structuring uh, thing that you do to music. Um, it's a, it's yeah, it's a type of organized music and it is, uh, t- typified and recognizable through, um, a use of structure, like, like there's a bunch of different song structures, but the, it's the idea of taking some music and structuring it. Um, it is, you know, relatively temporally limited. So, um, let's just say, so, you know, in human history, songs tend to be, uh, either shorter, um, in like, but as in being just a few minutes long, or, I mean, there are plenty of songs that are much longer than that, but they are conspicuous, you know, they are considered to be conspicuously long songs compared to the norm. So there is a sense, you know, that there's a sense of, uh, songs tending towards being more tightly temporal, temporally bounded, um, compared to other ways of organizing music, uh, structurally, like say symphonies, And then, uh, they, uh, so things that they often, but don't necessarily have, um, is narratives or, um, you know, uh, utilitarian purposes such as dancing or, um, being part of, a just, just being a a deliberate sonic part of a space. Um, and, uh, they, um, really just factually that idea of, you know, being more temporally bounded and, um, you know, even, even that idea of just allowing you for a, allowing for a code switch between, from one song to another song, um, has become, uh, you know, in, in our real world that they're in, that we're in separate to our list, to the world posited by the list has become, um, an extremely dominant way that humans feel comfortable and, uh, used to experiencing music. What am I missing though? What do you think, Chris? The most important thing. It's got singing in it. <laughs> that is it's the most important thing uh if you're gonna get the best thing that any song can be giving you, which is me singing it. <laughs> Sorry for guffawing. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. Interesting thing that we're doing on the list all the time, I just I feels like a good time to restate it is that we are not um just ranking things in terms of how they currently are working or not working in the world. We are creating a ranked list for a positive future society that you would just use, uh, you would create using the list, um, you know, prefacing the highest rank ideas over the lowest ones. And, um, yeah, so it's very interesting for me, the idea of discussing songs in terms of, like, just, yeah, just an abstract.
1: Not bounded to our current experience of them.
0: Not bounded to uh, to the current, um, to our current experience of living in a world where we you know we already uh know about the song turn back time by share and just you know and uh you know getting to getting to imagine rating it free of that um uh overwhelmingly excellent stricture but yeah also also thinking about ex- finding the exact right point on the list for songs so that we can elevate the best version of itself by having the necessary good ideas above and the necessary bad ideas below cuz obviously you could do music so many ways. You can, again, you could have symph- symphonies, you could just have endless, um, rounds of, um, super dancey, uh, of it. Like you could just have a round of a super, super dancey repeating figure for 16 hours and just dance to it. You could have ambient noise pieces that aren't, that aren't bounded in a song-like way. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm t- trying to be careful not to give and t- not, not to talk too much or lean on the idea of the most conventional things that song have songs have, Like, uh, versus chorus bridges, this, you know, refrains, uh, vocal performances, narrative lyrics, um, or just, you know, like lyrics that have lyrics that are evoking something uh even if its something in terms of meaning even if it's not narrative but I mean these things are really common to what songs are so probably it's chill to talk about them but yeah what is your just breathe Nick there'll, there'll be time to talk about all the elements of songs. I just as, love as, as songs so much to... I care about <laughs> it. I know you do I'm, I'm hearing it I'm like, oh, we got to get this in. <laughs> that's gotta... what I thought it and don't be... forget this that's what I'd be for... yeah. fun to talk about but I do think it's funny because so at the moment jokes is one of our highest ranked ideas, I believe, number three, if I go to the list, yes, number three out of 130 ideas now. And you know, they seem comparable, but I think when we ranked jokes, we realized that even though jokes is a, is a subset of what humor is, is one way to organize what humor is, it actually is a very vast category. Like jokes covers a lot of different shapes and style of things. And I think songs does too, but is maybe a little bit more bounded relative to something like jokes in terms of the ways that you can organize music. But, um, yeah, what's your relationship to songs or your feelings about them or your thoughts of how to get into discussing or ranking them, Chris? Uh,
1: well, I like to think about, as you're talking about songs and the elements, I like to think more about uh, where they sit in the usage, you know, like like why do we have them, why do we enjoy them, why do they proliferate in different ways and in different styles across different people with different experiences, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think... For me, the the great virtue of it is it's it's an expressive tool um, for sharing that uh, just includes more information and uh, information of a different kind than other types of communicating. Like um, because you can have elements of story in a song, you can have um, you can have many other elements of communicating that you could have in more in a more literal sense. Uh, sorry, in a, in, a, in an unsung sense, but there's something about. Um, the extra creative, c- expressive capacity that you have by moving around melody and rhythm and um, repetition and all, all those other things that you you don't normally do in in your communication or you, ca- mm. you don't normally have access to, in the same in the same degree um, that lead that can lead to a much richer um, expression. And I think that I think that um, you know as a result songs become sort of touchstones for certain emotional experiences for people and, and uh and points of points of connection that um mightn't be accessible otherwise like they're accessible across um individual experience across uh, even across uh you know barriers like like language or something like that and i think therefore it's a very powerful tool for connection and uh so it's i think it's going to do well
0: I think it's going to do well too. I think, I think I think this whole song thing is really going to take off. <laughs> so I started pre credits asking you about Footy Club songs, obviously partly because it's just a thing that I know that you have an engaged, um, critical take on, and you know a, a, that's based around like fun but passionate observations about the about it as a form. But also, it's it's that thing you were talking about that idea of like site specific, the site specific nature of songs. Like it's it's very, it really tickles me that like. If you get humans to develop enough bits of a space at one of the steps, one of the, one of the steps within the first hundred steps, a lot of time will be like, oh, we should have a song for this, which is funny, particularly, yeah. and it's happening in spaces where there's no musicians, you know, like, as in they'll have to bring writers into the space to be like, cause we want a song. Yeah. And, um. <laughs> Sorry, are we a country or not? We need a song. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that sense of, um. Bring it, like creating a little bright, like an arrowhead point of, um, ratified existence to something by some, by having a song of it is really fun. Um, and sort of evidently a thing that humans enjoy and then, as you say, I th- the club the club song thing is interesting in terms of another thing I was thinking about songs, which is, um, again, and maybe this isn't unique enough to songs, but I do think songs do it really well, is the idea of giving non-musicians, like people who aren't necessarily going to make a life in mastering the sort of um, skill techniques of music, giving them hooks and handles to really... Get involved in a in a bit of music on a deep level, like as in what typifies a footy club song? It's being performed by non musicians, like a lot, <laughs> like a default. And um, performed I, is generous, but yeah, performed yes, is generous. Yes, sure. Well, it's kind of not though, Chris, because that that example yeah, that know, e- that example of the Tigers theme I love because them doing the bomb bomb bombs, you're literally bomb 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 bomb. Yeah, they they are enacting they're enacting musicianly behaviors there, right? Like they have, they're like, nah, we're going to carry, we're, we're going to carry this bit, you know, um, in a way. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and they, you know, they're getting to the point where they're, if not hyper-confident, they're at least like, nah, we'll do it. And so that's really fun. I just think there there's so many instances where
1: it's the apex of, um, human collective expression or like, or, and, and sharing that expression, like, you you know uh, what do you do at um, you know I mean Christmas used to be the most important time of the year and still is obviously for unique but
0: because of the songs you, you know for,
1: for largest waves of societies and yeah what do people do they come together and sing things like um, and it's the same with uh, I mean it's it's sort of annoying annoying as an observation but you get together and you celebrate sing birthday songs so many different cultures have um, different birthday songs and. Um, you know, as a uh, as somebody's being lowered into the ground, often you'll have a song.
0: Yeah, people think about what song they want at their funeral. Um and uh Yeah. And when you say, go imagine going
1: for a big night out and there being no
0: music. Music.
1: No like at no all. music, but also it's like it's hard, it's almost impossible to imagine. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: And again, like I find It's this, obscene. This is what I like the thing is, because um, you know, I feel like a lot of people enjoy weddings. yeah (laughs) i I think a lot of people yeah weddings for sure and i think and that's a great example because i think there is there's a certain amount of employment of music uh in the world that is in that sort of wallpaper way that kind of sonic wallpaper where it's just like we're putting this on to basically ignore it and um there are styles of organizing music that are better suited to that than songs but people are are Mm usually often picking songs as that thing um and uh again just cuz people are used to songs as the way that music's organized but what i like about that is because you you set up a lot of situations where people uh where the where the point of the music of the songs is not necessarily to pull fo- focus or draw you in but songs for what they are they always have the potential to do that <laughs> like i just i just love moving through yeah, public spaces yeah. and knowing that like if the right song comes on whatever else people were paying attention to now like they're going to be caught by oh it's that song and um And again, you know, like there's, you know, there are plenty of songs without singing, let alone lyrics. There are plenty of songs. um, No, I don't
1: think there is because I've been pulled up on this before. I I said, this next song doesn't have any words. And Nigel at Smith's was like, well, it's not a song then. I was like, I don't think that's true, but I think it is true. I think uh, that's why I interjected with maybe it seemed flippant at the time that, that they sung. Like, I think a song has to be, has to have that, um, have to, has to have a singer
0: i think sandstorm by darud is objectively a song so i'm interested to but i'm interested to chat it out what i mean did nigel offer if
1: it? you go, if you go to the spotify there are lyrics for sandstorm and it's like
0: i'm very excited yeah. um to um cue up uh sandstorm by darud at my next for my next karaoke performance but um yeah. I mean, again, like I feel that if I'm, I'm kind of, if I'm interrogating that, I'm interrogating it kind of hostile to myself because I'm a, you know, I'm a singing and I'm a lyrics, lyrics guy. You know, I like, I, I most of all enjoy songs that have not just singing, not not just, uh, vocals, but, um, lyrics and i really enjoy lyrics that uh are are doing some version of a narrative and there's a lot of different types of narratives still that can be good there's like literally like oh this is a short story uh esque thing that country music is doing a lot or singer-songwriter stuff is doing a lot versus stuff that might be more expressionistic um but still is conveying Mm -hmm. narrative meaning right up to like you know you know you know where i'm at with novelty songs chris where um uh, there's just some kind of goofy formalist bit being put out there like um i uh super enjoy that but yeah do you have a favorite song i i think the i have a couple of contenders there's a song called the joy of sex which is really misleading as a title that's by a new Zealand uh punk post-punk guy called chris knox it was he was in a band called the tall dwarves but then as a solo act he put out this song called the joy of sex that i first saw on rage the uh late night music video program iconic australian program um and uh when I was about when I was about 16. And it's yeah, uh it's got a kind of like motoric it's it's sort of uh it's got that kind of post punky kind of version of a really dancey beat, lots of kind of guitar scores over the top. And um like a really repetitive and kind of simple lyrical thing that it's doing, which is um yeah, like the uh the first line is like, there's love and there's lust, and there's a fine line between them. And there's baby, 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 baby. There's water, and it keeps going around to that. And there's blood, and there's a fine line between them. And there's baby, 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 baby. And the chorus is literally just ah, 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 baby, 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 bit. So like that's pretty. I, that's like maybe my favorite song, but there's, and it's funny cause that's very, it's very different to all the country songs I love that have like a rigorous narrative, uh, structure. Like, um, that's how I got to Memphis by, um, Tom T. Hall is, um, like a, like, you know, is a country song that we write up for right up there for me. And that's like super narrative where like, and, and does that really clever thing. Cause you know, it's about, um it's he's explaining that he got to memphis because he's searching for his lost love it doesn't have a verse and chorus so much as just like a verse into the refrain it keeps coming back to the line that's how i got to memphis but um every just every new every time you get back to it he's done something in the setup lyrics that give you a deeper understanding of what's happened Um, it's extremely, it's very, it's very clever, but also very plain spoken and beautiful. And then, yeah. And then white man in Hammersmith Palais by the clash is, would be up there as well. And that's a very lyrically dense song, like very weird that it's one of my favorite songs because it's about something so specific that isn't a part of my life, which is just the kind of, um, just sort of, uh, racial and political, uh, tensions at various kind of rude boy sound system gig events, um, in the late seventies in the UK, in London, but it's just, uh, it's done in a really like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I think I like stuff where there's, you know, where there's tension between two types of writing approaches. Cause like White Man and Hammersmith Palais is like really kind of writerly, but also it's got that punk snotiness to it. Like it's very kind of, you know, it's in a vernacular. So I mean, I just adore the craft aspects of it, obviously. But um, I also, I, my favorite versions of those, of that craft is when it's like, you know, someone's assembled a lot of tools of craft or they just have them somehow and then you, then they still put something together that feels like it's just kind of like swelled up out of them involuntarily. Um, that's really cool. What about you?
1: No, I feel like I have maybe 20 songs that I... Think of as in my top ten. and mm. I don't think I have a favorite.
0: I have like a thousand songs um, that I love, love. You know, like that could come on and I'd be yeah, like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. this song to the point where it would it yeah. would lose all meaning as a thing to the outside listener. But I really do love them all that much. Instead of uh, maybe thinking about my own favorite
1: songs, I um I think a lot about how because Walt Walt Disney had a favorite song. Do you do you know do you know what it was? No. Feed the birds across all of the across all the canon of all the work that you know he got to. For Mary Poppins, good song. Yeah, great song. But I just find that such an interesting choice. Um, like it's—I it's, don't know—for some reason that's really compelling information to me. <laughs> also, uh, Michael Jackson's favorite song was a Charlie Chaplin song, "Smile."
0: I mean, that's a good song too. But yeah, it's. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's again. It's, I mean, the Michael, that Michael Jackson one feels again like like a, a craft person like that's the sort of song that like a a real craft person yeah. might like, you know, into, Master craft into, person, you know yeah. it's like, it's like someone, someone, a classical music person being into Bach where it's like, all right, here's the person who is, who is, re, you know, this is the irreducible core of what this craft can be. Ultimate form. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yes. And whereas yet, yeah, like, uh, I mean, it'd be, the Walt Disney one is interesting, right? Cause he's, he, I mean the Sherman brothers who wrote all, who wrote that and who wrote all the songs for, Mary Poppins, like, you know, he's commissioned them to do that. So, like, there's something interesting about loving a song that you yourself commissioned the existence of. Like, you want to, you know, you wonder how much of it is about, it's just like, oh, you really, I asked for something and you really gave me exactly that thing. But also, here's my thing, right? Like, I think this is another thing that I really love about songs is, like, it's not just that the best ones are representing this, representing really really beautiful moments of human like observation and creation and putting it together. But like, for me, even, even the most cynically constructed song isn't that can't be that cynical, you know, like this, by which I mean, even, yeah. p- even people who are like, all right, I'm, I'm a commercial songwriter. I'm a commercial jingle writer. And I'm putting, I got to put eight of these together by Wednesday. They still, you you only get to the, you only get to the songwriting You only get to the moment of writing songs as a songwriter through some movement, through passion, and you have to, you still have to bring an engaged, you still have to bring a kind of twinkly craft, even to the, you know, even to the most like widgety industrialized version of the thing. You have to, you can't not. And which means that even, even like really cynically created chintzy you know, it's why novelty songs, I mean, a lot of novelty songs are just great, but even, even a lot of like novelty, you know, there is no like novelty songs or like weird kind of industrial, industrial, industrialized, um, outcomes of the songwriting process is because it's great to see stuff that was just, you know, maybe even someone was trying to do something just to sell a thing, but they just had, they, it turned out weird because songs can kind of only turn out weird in a certain way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, it's, it's something we've talked about before, anyway. And so maybe, I, maybe I'll add a, a more explicit element, which is, you know, people often have this assumption that uh, because you can see that, um, you know, a, a, perhaps a Beyoncé song will have, you know, twelve writers on it, and it'll go through all these processes, and people will be, you know, it's it's sort of factory production line in, in a way. It, it's still, as you say, it's you you can't. Um, you can't do that and reliably come up with something that's going to be connecting with people without also within those the steps of those processes having people who are emotionally engaged in what they're doing or bringing some sort of um authentic energy like it doesn't it doesn't it's it's it, I, it the reason I'm not articulate with it is because I feel like it's not something that is usefully um nailed down as a concept that, like you, you still have to that, yeah as you say, even the most sort of um sausage production Approach to making something—it's—it's it's not going to be compelling unless there is that sort of magic at su- at some point in there for people, as you say, as you say, if even even for jingles like um, or, or whatever it is. Like uh, the goal if, is
0: still to make people feel something or engage with something. And I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, feeling in, feeling out. Yeah, like I think the you know the, the uh, probably the the cynic, like someone the most cynical thing you could say is like oh the goal someone's just trying to make something catchy and it's like well if you really look at what that is though like it's still
1: yeah, good luck doing that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. plus it's why, like, do, why doesn't everybody do that
0: that's right and um also yeah this thing, like it's just it's just such a lazy human heuristics to to relate the concept of production lines and industrialization and sausages as like as you know as as you know negatively loading that illegitimate idea, as illegitimate yeah. whereas me not like I, there's like there's no reason whereas that actually what that smoke screening is that what's actually happening is yeah a song might be written by 12 people and that is that can be just as you, you, the the combined creativity of 12 people each doing the bit that they're best at of course that can be every bit as transcendentally creatively magical as the one person yeah. who happens to be good at doing all that stuff like you know of course i feel
1: like aesthetically it just takes you to a different realm like and there are there different are great strengths of that and exa- exactly it's just that it's different yeah i mean i can think of any number of uh our own peers who write songs that could be, could have been number one world songs, but they don't, they were not part of any system or or skill set themselves to put those songs in a production environment that would get them, give them the extra
0: connected to that global audience.
1: Um, but, but not even, not even just like as in the product itself isn't going to connect to the global audience because there's not like a well, um, you know there's no I, I actually think a lot of a lot of musicians i know are radically underperforming because the the recorded versions of their things don't contain any of the dynamics that they themselves do as people in their input creation process. yeah that's potentially getting a bit too nerdy with the production element but um uh just just all is to say that there's lots of different ways of of, uh, achi- I, I, of achieving what a song can be and and uh you know we shouldn't uh the only way to measure that is it uh, is uh, is by the enjoyment or engagement that people have with it there's no other useful metric like oh it's uh, yeah I've, I've seen the writers list there's too many writers. or i've seen you know oh did you hear how that person made it they it just like they didn't even they just copied this or like i mean, who cares none
0: of that matters it doesn't you know? matter um well it matters like the idea of it's like oh you're doing something as part of a lineage of all he, of the of all the people who have ever done it like oh how bad Talking about the production, though, is not a digression, though, because yeah, this is the other interesting thing about songs is that the liter- literally the the matter, the stuff, the elements that make up to what that can make up what a song is, is very it's slippery to define in a in for me a cool way as in a song what what you can be what you can be responding to in a song can could be the stuff that just thought of as just the writing like the thing where someone sat and they've composed the melody and decided what the chords will be and done the words but it can also be elements of the production it can be the you know literally the sounds chosen the instruments chosen and the and what happened in the recording on the day or across what happened in the recording across the 30 discrete moments from 12 different people that made up the ultimate track all of that can be the thing i think about this in terms of songs that um I think about like, um, again, this is subjective taste stuff, but you know, the one David Bowie song that gets covered the most is Heroes by David Bowie. And I never think any of the covers are good. And it's just because for me, yes, the melody and lyrics of that song are, are good to a point, but what's really, what, whatever, to me, what, what is so likable about that song is literally what hap, what is happening contained in that original recording of the song, um, the, the way that the very specific production dynamics instrumental dynamics like the what they get like the sort of you know no one ever carries the squally kind of borderline ugly guitar over from the original version of heroes and i'm like that is that is so critical to the tension of opposites mm. that is making up what is good yeah. if, what is good about that song and as soon as you take it out then you lose me completely again that's subjective taste but it's illustrative of um yeah like it could be it could be a bunch of things and going back to the footy club thing For me, what's great about those songs isn't just that a bunch of footy players can pull off the singing, but it's that, no, these things are designed, when they're really good, they're designed so that the best way to hear it sung is by a bunch of footy players, you know, like that is who you want to hear singing it. Or maybe, obviously, you know, maybe someone with like a plummy mid-century faux British Australian accent on a, on a tinny recording, but you know what I mean? Like you can, so many things could be, so many versions of convention around what is right or wrong, good or bad could, can exist in, in songs. They're so flexible. Like the only, like the, the, the traits that they have you know, the only kind of fixed traits that they have, I mean, we could, again, like, I, I don't know if deciding whether or not they have, they have to have singing on them or not is even necessary to rank the, rank it. But it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. We can keep debating if you want, but for me, the thing that, uh, makes something a song rather than other things is, um, you know, is the fact that it has some kind of structure that is contending with a human enjoyment of recursion, pattern, repetition, and, uh, or, you know, like, rise and fall combination. Um, and, and they, and they tend to be, they tend to be shorter rather than longer as a kind of just as a sort of like super trend like that to me. Otherwise they can be all kinds of things, which to me is really great. I think since the start of this topic, actually, I've been
1: screaming at myself to, for not having mentioned yet that, the uh, there's like even, all these things that we're talking about are really only like the, the transmission of, um, and the, potential of the creation has sort of exploded with recording capacities like you know songs existed long before recorded songs and um and had a different and and their shape has been redefined as a result i mean i think the the limits of songs as we tend to think of them today and um a a lot of those are framed just by um the technological constraints of how long a recording you could usefully make and share great um, point yeah. And so, so like, uh, but, but, but the, the core of it, I think, I think despite all the augmentations and the, and the capacities for, um, for creating different types of things, I, I think that, that's like probably exponentially richer than it used to be. But despite all that, I think the core of what, um, is going on is still the same. Uh, you know, if you hear, if you're, a, where you're talking about, um, you know, being in a public space and a song coming on in that, and if the right song comes on for the environment, it'll just capture everybody's focus, um, even from a background thing. I think that would, it's still the same with your tavern bard or whatever. And actually one thing I should say is, so I, I don't know if I've mentioned this, to our listeners yet, but I, I live in Hungary at the moment. And one thing that I really like here is that there's a sort of collective song bank of, of, of cultural pieces that, um, it's exact that exact same phenomenon. You know, if there's a, a band in the corner or whatever, like people will go up to them and ask for this, and then everybody will suddenly be singing something. Um, and obviously that happens everywhere, but it's it's really nice to. I feel like there's a larger center ground for like shared center ground of, of folk tradition stuff here, where every, every oh yeah, obviously everybody knows um, that song, and obviously everybody also knows um, Billie Jean or whatever. But it feels like a little bit. Uh, not everybody can stand around and sing it. Um, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, the the folk tradition of songs has this other thing where it's like, yeah, you've you've abstracted from the idea of there being a primary artist, a primary performer, or a primary, yeah, or a, yeah or exactly, a, exactly, or a or a most correct version, and the kind of you know you sort of yeah. you sort of Western industrialized pop music version, which obviously I love and I'm, you know, I'm like incredibly passionate about, you know, the, the, the figures and the performers and the, you know, the, again, these, these specific recorded moments of performance and how they add up, it does, it does create a very reductive sense of like legitimacy or illegitimacy. Like I think about being in a place like Australia where people really think of themselves as music musicians or not musicians. And I wonder about how much, yeah, how how, You know, like how specific that is to this kind of sense of like of yeah of a of a pop star and celebrity type of approach to how you experience songs Um, and the sense of you know and a more contained ownership, as you say. Yeah, exactly. Even the term I've never liked the term covers very much because it's like you know again, which is a very kind of modern Western idea because it's like oh well, a cover is there's one iconic most correct version by a thing and anyone else's version of that is just a cover of that, which, you know, like, I don't know, again, I'm like a real country music person and in country music, there's, you know, there's, it's much closer to, there is a songbook that, you know, there is, there, there songs get done perennially, uh, quote unquote covered by artists, but people don't think, people just think of them as the versions, you know, (laughs) like it's like, which, you know, there's more of a space in that, in that, um, fan base or listener base to think about okay um what do you think of bla's cover of this song and it's more about okay which what are the pros and cons of each version of this song and um you know and again i don't think there's anything intrinsic as songs in songs as an idea that creates that sense of oh i i can't like songs are happening to me i can't not not they're not part of part of like a a well well a common wellspring that we all have access to and we use them um, which, which I think is more the, I think is more the folk, more of a folk tradition thing is where you see it evident in this current world. But I think a correctly, if you correctly place songs on the list, you can protect that version of songs. It's like, no, this is, you're going to have more of more people, more of the time think I can sing this song. We can sing this song. We, this song is us as much as it is as, as much as anything else is.
1: Yeah, who wrote this song?
0: Oh, I don't know. You don't have to know. Like the it thing, doesn't matter for someone like. And yeah. again, that's still that's still most where most people are at anyway. Like I'm I'm at an earnestness level where I know the names of songwriters who aren't necessarily the performers. No one like that's fun for me. No one. Most people don't need to know that, and there's good reasons to not know that necessarily for songs to just become things in the ether, you know, and um, and abstractable in abstractable in all types of different ways, particularly when you know. Uh, one of the great things about songs is how much most of, how much any song sounds like a bunch of other songs. Like that's that's a feature, not a bu- yeah. feature, not a bug. <laughs> it's just like another take on the this yeah the you, same you, thing. yeah you
1: might think you want to hear a song that doesn't sound like any other songs but you you absolutely don't
0: <laughs> as a tiny outlier part of the population does and they're going to have a great time and songs can contain that in them but most pe- but for most people it's like no this is a this it is the it's the ship of theseus type of idea of like yeah like it, the it's the it's the same thing getting carried forward in new clothes or, you know, like it's, yeah, there's in, on one, in one way there's, in, to a certain extent, there is just one song that's happening all, all along. Yeah. Um, what,
1: and I think that that, that gets to the core of like why it's where the virtue is and, and because there is a real center point of connection that comes from, from sharing song. Um, and yeah, okay. It can take different forms obviously. Um, but I still think that, uh, like the unbeatable, like w- without song, you you can't access a whole bunch of, um,
0: like I, 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 surely there's not a society that exists without songs. Is that is that true? I don't know, but um, what is demonstrable is that we're not doing, <laughs> is that humans humans do music as a default, like as a, there's a drive towards hearing music, listening to music, creating music, um, and why do we do it? Because like we do it for enjoyment, you know, that's a really reductive way to put it, but we do it for trans a sense of transcendental enjoyment. So
1: it's so yeah. 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 And I, I think that even if they're, you know, even if there have been societies that haven't constructed song for themselves, it, there's no society that once it, encounters it, like everybody's like, well, we don't need this or want this, let's, this is not for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, it's funny, obviously the interesting thing I'm contending, like I'm someone who default, like. I like, I, as a general rule, I love songs, like as in, there aren't that many songs that the, the only songs that I really don't like are ones that, you know, connect to very specifically sort of deadening parts of my, by, of my personal biography, where it's just kind of like, all right, this song's not, this song's a bit outlier from what I most like. And I was in a position where I just had to hear it, uh, unconsensually for a lot lot in a short period of time like and really there's even for that there's only like two or three songs like that for me generally if it's a song then i'm like it and i'm interested in it which is obviously most people aren't like that people the other interesting thing about songs is that people can have really strong subjective reactions to them one or the other like songs do have the potential to like give people like a hate experience like routinely which is interesting and i feel the need to bring that up in terms of
1: yeah, but I, I brush that aside because I think that's that's just testament to the power, like the, sure. their power. Sure, sure, sure. And and if if they have a power of expression, then that expression will exist across the spectrum of human expression. And obviously, I don't think we want to want to live in a world where everybody um thinks that everybody else is fantastic all the time. Um, and you know, much as a, a very high ranking ideas like jokes or story. Um, they, they're a bad. You know, can you imagine any individual being like, "I like jokes," which means every joke to me is a good thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that, yeah. that's a, that's a crazy. That's that that doesn't that doesn't exist. That's true. Um, and same with story. You know, I'm I'm really I really enjoy stories. I love 100 percent of stories. Yeah, they're always good to me.
0: We have story yeah. at number four. No, the, 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 yeah, we have art at. Yeah. we have, and they're good
1: because of their expressive capacity.
0: Yes, we have art at number 22 at the moment. It's, there's there's tons of horrible art. You know, cost laden art. In the same way that there is like a lot of, you know, harmful stories. So it's not about, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not about that. Again, if you want more of our takes on that and their rankings, uh, listen to the uh, truly very good episodes that we did on those ideas. But yeah, um, so yes, it felt important to bring up, but I see what you're saying. And um, yeah, and, you know, I'm going to go out on a spicy limb and say that a lot of the time when I see people hating songs, I think they, I think if they just had a little bit of, if I think just with some slight, uh challenging of their own i feel like a lot of time when people are hating songs they're not hating it for the for what the song is actually doing they're hating it for a lot of their perce- their perceptions of what the song is doing or where it sits in a they're hating it because of their their negative connotations of a certain genre um or the I,
1: they're placing themselves socially against they're it. placing
0: themselves socially against it and and it's about the signifiers that that might be in the song, but also might just, they just be connecting to the song a lot of time. This is, And I've seen that break down relative over time. Like, you know, I grew up in a um, version of the world where there was a lot of tribalism around music. Like l- literally people would put moral and ethical and values driven valences on the type of music they did or didn't listen to. And that is, I think that's everywhere. I think it's ha- I, in, in my immediate zones, it's happening in a lot less with the kind of younger people, younger uh, humans that I interact with coming up in a way that I find very pleasing as in, sense of yeah at least sort of genre based tribalism
1: i think that's just more because yeah i think that's just more because of the diffusion of culture as in like there it's there's less there's there's more um yeah like no there's there are fewer collective touch points for people to congregate around and be like oh well we're techno people we're not country music people like i just think that that would be why that would be breaking down. I, I still think it would be happening in different ways. I think
0: that's right. I was, I wasn't for a second suggesting that it was that. I think it, uh, younger people are smarter or more across how to think and live. You know, I would never suggest that, Chris. But the um, no, if there's, a, if there's a guaranteed dumb cohort, <laughs> exactly. But as <laughs> you, say, everyone who's a minute younger than me. <laughs> that's right. But as you, as you say, uh, conditions have just lined up. So for whatever whatever the um, human drive drive towards tribalism. Tribalist behaviors, it's just migrated over to other activities rather than, rather than, uh, analyzing and talking about music, but it, which ju- to me does just prove that, you know, there can be a breeze, there can, there can be a more, uh, that the potential for a more holistic welcoming in of what songs are ex- yeah. exist at any time for anyone, anything else to raise or talk about before we, you know, do that thing, listify it, Rankiness. Reshmankanank.
1: now let's... Let's get to
0: it. Sue, other things, if anything else, I, I think I think we like, because we spend
1: so much, much time talking about the detail of where songs sit culturally and what 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 they comprise and what they can do. I think maybe you know if I were to look at the ingredients of what matters most about songs in society, I think like where we're going to rank it now is gonna is gonna be missing in terms of the volume of the time that we spent talking about it. That, that transcendental element, which is which is in a lot of cases. Kind of wholly irreplaceable
0: they make me feel so profoundly strongly the thing that they make me feel like they it makes songs make me, so, songs make me feel there's something extremely profound when i hear them they always have some level or another is um of that is happening clearly with everyone to some degree or another if not everyone then definitely most everyone uh, if any any listeners who don't enjoy songs please get in touch and yeah, like there are a lot of, there are a lot of things in life that make me feel really profound, but there's nothing that makes me feel more profound than the way that songs make me feel like, um, at all. And you know, or, as is important to me or that I feel, you know, it, as you say, once I, once I had it for the first time, once I had the feelings that songs gave me, then I needed it forever. Like I need it. Like I'm not, I would be, yeah, I was, I would do, yeah, I would do outlier things to maintain, to, you know, to avoid the risk of not having songs, uh, as a thing that I'm experiencing so yeah that's that's a lot really but it's um it's true and it seems to be very commonly to what you know to whatever orders of magnitude it seems to be commonly the thing yeah like uh yeah I I think it's I think it's so
1: common that um whilst there obviously are people that won't enjoy songs I think they're typically very small minority outliers who maybe um you know, often, I mean, I don't want to speak for all the people that don't enjoy songs. So if there's anyone out there, please do get in touch. But, you know, I think of, um, when I read the Oliver Sacks book about music, I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, you know, he talks about people who have, you know, aphasias where they, where they can't construct meaning from the random noises of music and find it, you know, um, like an an intrusion on their their focus or whatever. So like, like I I think it's that sort of level of outlier of people that don't engage at all with song. Um, so, And you can see that in the evidence of like, like songs are everywhere.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like, and I don't mean just physically everywhere. I mean, they're, they're like at all the, the highlights of our interpersonal highlights and low lights of our in, interpersonal lives.
0: It's true. And I, I would imagine that even, you know, even the odd person, if there's a cohort of people who, aren't appreciating songs or are disliking them. I think the, the cohort of people who that are experiencing that and also just don't want songs to exist for anyone else is probably even smaller. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. So do you think, so, you know, jokes is number three. Do you think we're, do you think we're looking that high? We have something like art at 22, which obviously on paper is a more global, um, is is a, is is a kind of super idea that um something like songs might sit underneath but i mean so is jokes on in theory sits under under art but we found it, yeah, we yeah. found it to be specifically juicier and more important in terms of yeah again that that sheer transcendence that sheer thing of like uh bringing bringing joyful meaning to life like being being the things that might happen during existence that could really make existence a uh a, a, a thing that is worth having and then, yeah, like I think that's the
1: band that we're talking about, and I think it's the upper end of that band. I yeah. would have it probably b- below jokes and story, though.
0: Cool. So I'll come up. I'll go up from art, and uh- uh,
1: personally, I would have it above story. But I'm, I think I, but I obviously traded music in a different way. You too. know,
0: I hate story. Like Kristen. as in, I, as in, I have it of
1: value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the you know, uh, it's I the guy. Value-
0: yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, well, as you can tell from the songs that I write that have no stories but have music in them, I think I'm a bit of a outlier for the experience of, of, um, songs ahead, ahead of story and structured meaning Anyway,
0: sorry. You know, I love, I love, and I personally write a lot of songs that are story songs. So that's the re- the really funny part is that like, I'm, I'm very engaged in story as a thing that I'm constantly trying to do. And, you know, and that is why story is the highest rank idea that I, um, hate the most because of, you know, how, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, listen to our story episode where I was just hammering it nonstop, and then still had to, we still had we had to put it number four because it's that good. But like, into it, it just because uh, because it is it needs to be number it needs to be up there. But oh, like it's just so so venomously cost laden as a thing. But um, yes, I and actually that said,
1: even um, you know, if I think about the songs that I write and and gravitate towards that don't ha- outwardly have a story, I still conceive of them as having an emotionality. Like a, a journey that connects, which is which could be classified a story. Absolutely. You, um, so yeah. I, that's why I think, that's why I instinctively think story is above song.
0: Word up. So, I mean, just for the fun of it, I'll still go up from art just because it's always nice. I, I feel as an audio experience, it's nice to kind of highlight a section of the list and remind people where, what a chunk of the list is like. But I, if if all mm-hmm. of, all that does is reify that it's a top five one, then, then great. Um, so at 22, we've got art. Under art is time, which that really does make me feel... I'm like, yep, yep, it's above whatever band starts with time. So above art, we have going up at 21, we have selfishness, then generalization, values, rules, reverence and irreverence as a binary together, history, creativity, limits, beauty at number 13, freedom at number 12, criticism, teaching at number 10, adaptability, cooperation, hanging out, self-awareness, generosity, currently at number five story jokes friendship and sharing at number one um for if any of those as being uh top 22s out of 130 uh, are intriguing or um discomforting to you as listeners and you haven't listened to this co- corresponding episodes you should go and do that um but yeah chris how did that make you feel as a burn through
1: i just think maybe it is just under stories
0: hmm yeah I, I like
1: i i i was pretty comfortable having it above most of the ideas as they came i think beauty beauty was the point at which i was like oh
0: i know you like but beauty I,
1: I do love beauty um
0: but again it feels like like jokes and like story. it feels like a bit of an outlier the ones that have the power so normally what we're doing as the default is looking at being like all right what ideas have to what ideas once placed above an idea on the list make it an even stronger version of itself. And then what, 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 ideas when placed below make it an even stronger version of itself. So it's kind of, there's that relativity, but I do feel these, there's a, there's a few at the top of the list where they've managed to sort of bypass that principle because of what we've judged, yeah. judged to be just their globally <laughs> potent application to a juicy, rich experience of existing. And, um, uh, jokes is absolutely that, you know, uh, story kind of has to be that, um, you know, something of a little bit lower down, like hanging out, um, is that in and and around a bunch of things like, you know, sharing and friendship are number one and they are pretty much, um, they're kind of both, right. The reason they wanted to is cause they're both like they're, they're both, um, absolutely tools of utility that value add any, if you look at it as a lens that you put over any of the ideas below them, they make those ideas better, but also they are just, you know, They are just the juice of life type ideas and i think um songs yeah i think songs is in is that in another zone like as soon as you (laughs) as soon as you take them out then it kind of doesn't matter it doesn't not doesn't matter but all of these all of these kind of technocratic um uh conceptual engineering things that you're doing to make a to to give yourself a life that you can um navigate uh better It's like, sure, but like, there's no songs (laughs) like, so like there's if there's no song. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what about a tune? Exactly. So what's the point? What about a tune to go with this cornucopia? (laughs) Exactly. The great thing about songs and jokes is that there's still, if nothing is going right in the world, like if the list fails, if the rest of the list fails to do anything we're positing it to do, um, and then the world is just like kind of trash. It's just a trash. It's a world that's trash in its functionality and trash in its daily outcomes jokes and songs are still great and you still have them.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, that's something we didn't really talk about, but songs are, uh, the reason I feel comfortable having it uh, above so many of those ideas just because of the raw power is because they are like ultimate ways of processing uh, the emotional, like your full emotional spectrum, including, you know, your grave disappointment and sadness. So often people turn to songs to do that or share it through yes. songs. Um, and also, also the utility, another utility is like the, you know, they're great stores of knowledge and, and, and not just like, okay, there's, there's lots of mechanical knowledge that you can store in songs. And, you know, you see that in song lines and things like that, which are incredible ways of, um, you know, remembering information and, um, sharing things. But also, um, I think there's a wisdom that you can share in songs. That's not, that's not something that you can explicitly, because it sits at that intersection of like the, the gateway to the ethereal and the, um, and the more explicit descriptive world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's great. Yeah. It's like, I did a little workshop, uh, at the, at the National Folk Festival one year on lyric writing, you know, like just, and, and I was like, oh, okay, I've got an hour to talk about lyric writing and do some kind of workshop format. How do I even do that? And, um, I just like came up with a little matrix, like a little matrix, like just a, a way to understand what lyrics are doing. And it's just kind of, you know, like a couple of really, it was more of an axis, just the idea of like, okay, um, you have, uh, what I came up with was, um, meaning and then mouthfeel as the two axes, like the idea of, it's like, well, there are, nice, yeah, and so it's like, yeah, you have, you have a lyric can be good in terms of the, what literal meaning or, you know, like general, or what, or what specific meaning through you know like the the dictionary definition of words is being communicated and how that's going to hit people and then there is just okay how do these vowel and consonant sounds match with the music and you know like it's not an either or like there are songs like but it's fun like looking at certainly we would we just had a fun time in the hour looking at different songs and deciding where to plot them on that graph, you know, how much is this a meanings, how much is this lyric doing meaning wise? How much is it doing mouthfeel wise? And again, that's just one simple frame, but it kind of gets at what you're getting at, which is it, there's like an intersection between, you know, constructed, between all of our constructed semiotic meaning. And then just this, these, and then the things that, are, you know, the more, <laughs> our more instinctual abstract, uh, engagement with things and showing that that's, that that's a dumb binary, like highlighting that that anything that I'm saying there as a binary is actually dumb. Like it's just all of it is always collapsed. Um, and songs are showing that. I've Maybe it's been, even higher than. Higher than story. You think it's not gonna
1: be higher than story. It's not gonna, not gonna be higher than
0: story. Well, that's, that's where we got it. Like we've got it at the, that's the top. Yeah. Okay. Got it. New number. what's, th- what's after story? New number five. It's that uh, it puts it above generosity, which, you know, one of our earliest ranked ideas, you know, I'm very high on it. <laughs> it's definitely top 10, but again, mm. you know, like again, generosity. It's 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 going to be hard to knock out of the top ten because it is just such a, a, a effective lens tool to put on situations and a, and just a good state to be in. But again, it is just a yeah. li- it is a little bit more of a tool, whereas the song is just a little bit more of like just just a uh, a node of greatness in what humans can be doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and you know, I just want to reiterate. I just hopefully this got across clearly from everything we were saying, but I do want to re-emphasize it. Anyone out there who is like. Well, it's all well and good, but as a non musician, I don't have the access to songs that you and uh, the, the two of you do. I'm sympathetic to one construction of that, the idea of like, you know, like, yeah, maybe if you'd, if you're like, well, I, I quote unquote, you know, by conventional sense, I can't sing, I can't play, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, le- all I can do is listen to them. Again, I really feel like a lot of what is making people feel that way is this current kind of, yeah, this sort of artist. Uh, pop artist level, yeah, con- capturing of the idea of oh, there is someone who can and can't do this song, and that there are entire there are, you know, historical traditions of how people engage with songs that are not like that, and where you could feel if you were engaging with songs like that, you could feel that you could, that you could be singing as much the performer of the song as anybody else on earth, and that is not me being willfully obtuse about the idea that yes, I have a um, conventional uh, command of like. Uh, pitch and, um, you know, uh, uh, getting the tone of notes that, that not everybody has, but what I mean is like, I don't think it's, I think in the, the perfect uses of songs does not rely on people having to have that.
1: Mm, for sure. Cool. Yeah. I'd be more interested in hearing for people who have zero engagement with any like, yeah. like not engagement, but active disengagement. I, I think it's unlikely out of our listener sample that there'll be those people. Cause I just really think that they are one in a million.
0: I also I think the other interesting thing is people who are really big music people but they're, they, they they just have ways that they vastly prefer to experience music other than the other than what they think of as songs. So that would also be interesting mm. as well and I could see that 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 might be more people. But yeah, but uh Chris thanks for letting me go along with this one today. It was yeah, I mean no, not, a, not an idea there couldn't be an idea that I'm more implicated in but um that's why I am relaxed to know that our, as always, our personal approach to ranking is defined by rigorous perfection. So, um, however, however we got there, we got there. Well, you all heard it live listeners. You, we, we got there. We got there by thinking and saying the things that had to be done in discussion. Thanks, Chris. Couldn't do it. I'd love to imagine what people would posit as a superior way of doing this. Yeah. Great idea. Anyone who's like, here's how you should actually be doing this enterprise, no, they wouldn't have listened this far. There's no way they would have listened to an hour-long <laughs> episode. They can't wait for the bit where I'm invited to criticise the whole process. Yeah, they've just gone off and they've gone off and done whatever that is, you know, and are in charge of society from underneath now. They have got graph paper, indeed. That's for sure. <laughs> I, for one, couldn't do this without specifically you, Chris Andrew, and I appreciate that every day. And uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you, Nick. Same for me. Um, Also, Chris, uh, you know I'm a huge fan of the songs that you make and I can uh, heartily and readily encourage um, the listenership to go and check out your... You generally released under the artist name, Endry, um, findable on all places where you can find songs. Um, Yeah, go and... Yeah, go and listen to um, go and listen to Furnace by Entry. Chris, I put uh-huh. I put Furnace. Obviously, there's a you know there's a lot of strings to your bow, so it's it's uh, there's a lot of songs I could recommend, but I put Furnace onto my like spring, like one hour dance playlist that I made the other day that I'm like just that I was like so that I was just driven to make in a moment of just being like I just want to put together the something that is epitomizing how I am dancing and relating to dance for the spring and, um, uh, furnaces, furnace by injury is on there. So. I love that so much. Cause I feel like that's one that, because there's no
1: lyrical content didn't really connect. And cause it's outlier and the type of stuff I make, it's not, I'm not the person to be releasing that song, but I, yeah, I love it. It's great. And <laughs> I'm
0: so glad. Yeah, um but yeah, uh, well,
1: that's I'll put a link to both of our music in the description so people can go off and make sure that the next song that they listen to is one of ours. Yeah, that's let's let's ensure it's a fun exercise. Why not? <laughs> Give
0: it a try. Let's ensure that. lotion, lotion. sometimes
1: commotion, sometimes of commotion,
0: to...